COVID-19 patients need your help. If you fully recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have the antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients recover. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today to schedule an appointment to donate blood. That's V-I-T-A-L-A-N-T dot Help save lives and schedule your appointment at Vitalant.org. You could help save lives. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online. So any small business could be a driving force to create change or build an empire. We know old ideas aren't cutting it anymore. So we're calling for a new generation of thinking. Your way of thinking. So whatever you have in mind that will help make a different future, find everything you need to get started at GoDaddy.com. Because the future isn't decided yet. It's up to us to make it happen. Start different at GoDaddy.com. This is an ode to Napa Cabbage. Of all the cabbages on all the cabbage farms, only you have the crisp crunch worthy of our Bibigo Korean dumplings. No other cabbage would do, because no other cabbage tastes like you. We love you, Napa Cabbage. Just don't tell Green Onion. Napa Cabbage, one of many obsessively crafted ingredients in every hearty, flavorful Korean dumpling from Bibigo. Go handcrafted. Go Bibigo. Authentic Korean dumplings now in the freezer aisle. On episode 59 of Confessions of a Marketer, the marketing value of Tiger Woods. Hi, it's Mark Reed Edwards. Welcome back to Confessions of a Marketer. I've got Eric Smallwood of Apex Marketing Group in to chat about the marketing value of Tiger Woods winning the Masters. We'll have that discussion in a moment. Soon, Tisha Miller of iCrossing will be in to talk about the intersection of technology and marketing. Ben Afia will be back here to share his language manifesto. Corinne Conroy will join us to talk about whole brain marketing. Josh Martin will be back in to dig more into product marketing. Chris Daly will be back to figure out how to convert social media traffic. And Ricardo Osti will be in to chat about the role marketing plays in the customer experience. Lots more in store, so stay with us. I want to invite you to have a listen to my other venture, the innovation podcast, The iPod with Garnett Harriman. Lots of really interesting interviews, so head over to the innovationpodcast.co to tune in. Okay, on to Eric Smallwood. Eric was quoted far and wide about the marketing value of Tiger's Masters win. I got in touch with him to get to the root of those numbers. We had a great discussion about it, and he shed some light on the way he calculates the value. Plus, we discussed his other focus, naming rights. So let's get to it. Eric, thanks for joining me. I appreciate you being here on Confessions of a Marketer. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. Like scores of people, I was glued to my TV the other day watching the Masters. Early on, it seemed Tiger could win but maybe it wasn't likely. Then on Sunday, it became inevitable all of a sudden. You were quoted all over the place, putting a value on that win for Nike. Can you tell me what the value is and how you determine that? Yeah, so the the value for what Tiger received for Nike during that final round on CBS was about 20, a little over 22 million in exposure value. He also provided value to Monster Energy and Bridgestone, which is the uh, golf ball he uses. Yeah. So those um, opportunities, the um, Bridgestone was uh, 134000 and Monster Energy was a little over 900000 Yeah. in value. The way we track it is, is we watch 
where he appears on the screen, what part of his body is appearing on the screen, and where the logos appear. And we track those logos a variety of different ways, but one of the ways is that we track for the length of time that it appears on the screen, where it is on the screen, how big it is on the screen. For instance, his Nike logo, if the camera shot was of his hat and the Nike logo on his shirt, yeah. his hat logo is much bigger, we would give that more prominent exposure. Well, how do you think some of the, the sponsors that dropped Tiger back eight, nine years ago feel now that he is... Do you think there's going to be a, a resurgence in interest in being aligned with him? There's definitely going to be a resurgence, and there's probably a waiting list already of sponsors wanting to be a part of it. Yeah. But Tiger can be selective. You just don't know how big these deals get. Nike, for instance, is exclusive in terms of his uniform. Yeah. So you don't see any other logos. But if you see a Fowler, he has Puma, but he also has Mercedes and a major yeah. and and three other sponsors on his shirt alone, not to mention his hat. Yeah, they kind of look like NASCAR cars, don't they? NASCAR, yeah, golfers. So, <laughs> you know, there will be brands that step up. You asked how do those brands, how are they feeling nine years later that they dropped them? If they would have stuck with them, what would have cost them internally? What would have cost them financially to stick with them? So it's really... You know, did it make sense for Buick and, and their brand exposure and how they were going about their business and who they're marketing to to stick with? At the time, he would have been mid-30s to late thirty golfer. Maybe they wanted to take their marketing in a different direction either way. So yeah. there might have been some convenience for leaving. Some, their contract expired. I think Buick's actually waited till it has expired. Yeah. It's just kind of interesting to contemplate how Nike probably caught a lot of flack for staying with him, and yet it's paying off for them in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. Being patient. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah. they created the Tiger Woods logo, Yeah, um, which is the TW logo. LeBron has one, Michael Jordan. Obviously, the Jumpman is a Michael Jordan logo. Yeah. So they invested a lot of money into the market, marks and logos. So- they have a vested interest to stick with it. If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. There's kind of an interesting storyline about the power of redemption, of you know working your ass off for the number of years that he did while he was battling mainly, I think, his physical issues over the last few years and just sticking with it. That, to me, is the message that Nike has wanted to communicate to people since they came up with the Just Do It tagline. And Nike has proved they're not opposed to getting partnering with controversial situations. Sure. So, but yeah, it's take a risk and Nike took a risk and it's paying off in dividends. So imagine if if Tiger wins the PGA Championship, the British Open, the U.S. Open, any one of those, or maybe even all three of them. What do you imagine the windfall would be for Nike? Hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a windfall in a lot of different ways. It'll be a windfall in branding and advertising and marketing. It'll be a windfall in product sales. It'll be a windfall for Bridgestone because they... They would sell more of the golf balls. It would be a windfall for TaylorMade, who makes his clubs, which they've already started to see an increase in sales since Sunday. Do you think Nike might get back into the golf business a bit more than, you know, I know they kind of backed out of it after Tiger's downfall. And, you know, he 
changed golf balls from Nike to Bridgestone. Do you think that they may get back into that business if they see numbers tick up? No. No? No, I don't think they will. I think they learn their lesson, stick with what you know, and focus on that and make that the best it can be. Yeah, one interesting thing, you know, when, when I read about you and saw your quotes, I looked into what your company does. You also manage naming rights. Is there anything really hot in that area, trends in that area that you, you see happening? Naming rights is still growing. I mean, a lot of the major league stadiums have names on them. There are a few like Soldier Field that do not for the reason that they don't want to rename yeah, it. Fenway Park in my area. Right. Yeah. So, and Wrigley Field, and although some people say that's the original naming rights too. Yeah, exactly. And what we're seeing now is smaller venues, but also convention centers are getting into it more. Detroit just announced they had secured a naming rights partner. So you're seeing major markets, convention centers getting involved, also smaller markets. So there's a lot of B and C size markets that are selling naming rights to their minor league baseball stadium, their convention centers, or minor league arenas as well. So on all of this, you know, the value that accrues to brands associated with someone like Tiger, naming rights, as you look ahead over the next few years, what trends are you following? What's interesting in your area that, that you think is going to happen in the next few years? Well, I think it's how branding and athlete endorsements, I think it's going to get bigger. It's just going to be more creative because you're going to see more like the Tiger setup with his Nike only, and that's the only brand. It's where they take it off the course, off the court, the field, the ice, and integrate those partnerships. So you'll see a lot of more integration with social media, yeah. more opportunity. So whether, you know, you know, Bridgestone has been very effective in doing post-masters communication on Twitter, as they all have, Monster as, as well, and Nike. It's really maximizing the use of that right outside the necessarily the playing area, the playing surface. So it's making more of what happens between the lines. Yeah. I mean, social media is such an, you know, it, that's going to be the next demographic, large demographic. That's their day-to-day -day communication. You're going to need to expand that marketing. I mean, TV, you know, I, I think about it sitting in the living room, having your TV set up, that's going to go away. Yeah. As the millennials get to be adults and in their 40s, you're going to see more. Everybody's got their own TV yeah. <laughs> in their hand, yeah. which they already do. Yeah. So, I mean, the TV in the living room, I think it's going to go away. Yeah. And so that's that's going to be the creativity with too with the broadcasting getting in front of the audience. Well, it'll be interesting to watch, Eric. I really appreciate you joining me. You bet. Thanks for having me. Thanks to Eric for being here. Next time, Tisha Miller of iCrossing will be in to talk about the intersection of technology and marketing. This episode of Confessions of a Marketer was written, produced, and edited by yours truly. T. Jordan of A-Class Productions wrote the theme music. Confessions of a Marketer is a trademark of Reed Edwards Global Inc., and this episode is copyright 2019. I'm Mark Reed Edwards. See you next time. You stay home for the greater good. Secondhand smoke doesn't. It drifts through cracks in walls air vents and sink drains, spreading toxic chemicals that can damage lungs. Secondhand vape also puts your lungs at risk, even with the fruity smells. Protect yourself and the people around you from these secondhand dangers. Learn how at tobaccofreeca.com.